Stocks are rallying and building on their strong November gains as Wall Street cheered new inflation data. So will this raise hope of the Federal Reserve wrapping up its rate hiking campaign? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Hello and welcome. Lawmakers are working in Washington, D.C. on terms for a potential government spending bill before the weekend deadline. Plus, electric air taxis could be transporting passengers from JFK Airport to downtown Manhattan by 2025. But first... Inflation was flat in October when compared to the previous month, providing a hopeful sign that stubbornly high prices are easing their grip on the U.S. economy. Wall Street's main stock indexes have climbed as cooler-than-expected inflation data boosted expectations that the Federal Reserve is done raising interest rates and could start cutting them next year. For more, we're joined by Jimmy Lee, the CEO of the Wealth Consulting Group. Thank you so much for your time today. So both the S&P 500 and the tech-heavy NASDAQ are at a two-month high after data show that U.S. consumer prices were unchanged in October amid lower gas prices. What does this data illustrate? Uh, great to see you, Veronica. And yes, the, the markets, uh, the equity markets are rallying um, off of the inflation number that we got today that was a little less than expected. Um, you know, the futures market has a less than a 15% chance of a hike uh, in either you know December or January. So I think the Fed could be done as well. And our base case at our firm has been that we would not fall into recession in 2023. And we don't think we're going to go into recession in, in 2024 either. And, you know, mainly on the strong back of the consumer that continues to spend. And, and we thought that interest rates uh, would come down probably a little bit sooner than what the Fed is saying, just because inflation data, we believe, is better than what shows right now and 70% of the CPI number today that was released is due to housing. And if you look at real time data on housing, for for example, like rents in some of the hottest markets, they've been coming down over the last month or two. And the way that the government collects that data is really with a rearview mirror uh, of six months. And so if you take housing out of the equation, inflation looks a lot closer to the Fed target of 2% than what we're seeing you know, right now at 3% plus. And so we think it's headed in the right direction. And I know that the Fed will probably not change the rhetoric or the or the tone in terms of wanting to stay hawkish because they don't want inflation to come back and make a mistake of lowering rates too quickly. But we think that you know investors are probably going to be ahead of that. And even some of the most bearish economists that were predicting recession this year that are still predicting a recession for next year believe that we're going to have some sort of a rally towards the end of this year. So I think in the short term, the bulls have some reason to 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 possibly think that a Santa Claus rally will come to fruition. That's exactly right. Heading into a busy holiday season in terms of spending and also travel. What's your analysis of where earnings and yields are at now as we move closer to the end of the year? Well, earnings have been fantastic. I mean, through the third quarter, earnings growth was uh, higher than what, what it has been for the last five years on average. So companies have been able to navigate this tougher interest rate environment 
a lot of sectors of the economy have not been forced to do any refinancing of their debts at higher rates yet. So it hasn't really taken effect. And hopefully rates will be lower, um, you know, down the road so that when companies do have to refinance debt or, or get acquisition loans for, for new you know, equipment or other things that they want to, to purchase or even companies, that those rates might be more favorable. We think that the banking industry is, is really in, in, a, in a flux of change, though, with traditional banks not lending and becoming tight and probably going to stay tight. And so non-traditional lenders in the private market, um, you know, securities-based lending and other areas are what's really been picking up and I think will continue to pick up. But with that being said, I think that manufacturing has a chance to, to have a rebound next year. And yields, I think, will, again, like I said, continue to come down. Um, and I think the longer end of the market will probably float down faster than, than when the Fed decides to actually lower rates, which could be in the second half of next year, hopefully sooner, but probably not. What's your outlook for the next 12 to 24 months? Well, again, I don't think we go into a recession. I think the consumer continues to spend, especially now if the Fed is done raising rates. You know, we know that that's not a certainty yet. Um, we know that there's still risks out there, the geopolitical risks with the wars going on and just unforeseen events potentially could be something that could, could you know, put a, a damper on, on some of the optimism that we have today going into the end of the year as far as equity prices. But I believe that 2024 could be a year where both equity prices and fixed income um, returns might be good. So fixed income has had another tough year this year. Uh, the ag's been about you know zero percent or so going back and forth from being negative to being plus a little bit throughout the year. And mainly because interest rates have, have continued to go up. But if we're at the top now, we think that investors will have a chance to make money on bonds. We've been leaning into duration. In fact, we added duration as yields were peaking this year recently. And so we think that is going to be a trade that will work out for long-term investors and for our clients. We think that sectors such as cyclical sectors and interest rate sensitive sectors will also do well in coming into the close of this year and into next year as rates continue to come down. And uh, just wrapping up, where do you think manufacturing stands now? Well, I, like I said on manufacturing, I think 2024 could be a year where industrials and manufacturing uh, sectors can do well and companies might end up spending more money with a more of a bullish outlook with the interest rate environment not being an obstacle for the economy, but maybe a tailwind for the economy. The other thing that could happen with risk assets is that there's close to $6 trillion in money market funds alone. A lot of people have missed out on the high returns of S&P 500 and the NASDAQ this year. We don't want people to chase the market, but we think there are a lot of investors that will probably end up getting back in the market, including professionals that were out that missed out on the returns, trying to catch up with some of the benchmarks. And so there could be a lot of money rotating out of cash into risk sectors, including fixed income and equities. Jimmy Lee, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Veronica. Good to see you. U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Mike Johnson is working to get his fellow Republicans to back his budget plan to avert a partial government shutdown. It's shaping up to be a tumultuous week on Capitol Hill as lawmakers are trying to agree on a funding measure.
New House Speaker Mike Johnson faces his first big legislative battle this week as he tries to convince his fractious Republican majority to support an unconventional plan to avert a partial government shutdown. His unusual two-step approach, which was unveiled over the weekend, would extend funding for many government operations through the middle of January, while defense funding would run through early February. But some House Republican hardliners were already pushing back at Johnson's stopgap bill that would not otherwise cut spending. That puts Johnson into a similar position his predecessor, Kevin McCarthy, was in before his historic ouster when he needed Democratic votes to keep the government open. Some congressional Democrats indicated they were open to Johnson's plan, which would need to pass the Democratic majority Senate. It would then need to be signed into law by President Joe Biden by midnight on Friday. Otherwise, starting Saturday, four million federal workers, including members of the military, will have their pay disrupted. National parks will close and scientific research will be hobbled. On Monday, White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said not passing a spending bill would hurt the military at home and send the wrong message to the rest of the world at a tumultuous time. This would be a devastating blow, first of all, to our service members at a very human level. We will do everything in our power uh, to support Congress coming together around a measure that will fund the government and not have a shutdown occur at the end of this week. This is the third fiscal showdown in Washington this year, following a months-long spring standoff over the nation's more than $31 trillion in debt which brought the federal government to the brink of default. The ongoing partisan gridlock led Moody's late on Friday to lower its credit rating outlook on the U.S. to negative from stable. Electric air taxis could be transporting passengers from JFK Airport to downtown Manhattan by 2025. The manufacturer carried out an exhibition flight at the downtown Manhattan heliport in New York, marking the city's first ever electric air taxi flight. This electric air taxi could soon be transporting passengers from JFK Airport to downtown Manhattan in a matter of minutes. Manufacturer Joby Aviation hopes to offer the service by 2025, with founder and CEO Joe Ben Beaver calling the emission-free, quiet aircraft a game-changer for sustainable transport. This is our electric air taxi. It takes off and lands vertically, uh, transitions, flies on the wing. It seats a pilot and four passengers and flies at speeds of up to 200 miles an hour. And what that means is that a flight from uh, here in Manhattan to JFK uh, can take as little as seven minutes. Joby Aviation carried out an exhibition flight at the downtown Manhattan heliport in New York. It was the city's first ever electric air taxi flight and the first time Joby has flown in an urban setting. The company says the craft only takes about five minutes to recharge, the time it would take for passengers to unload and board. The idea is that travelers will book their trip using a rideshare app, with the cost of the journey yet to be confirmed. New York City Mayor Eric Adams was there to witness the test flight as he tries to position the city as a global leader in sustainable transportation. Here at the downtown Manhattan heliport, we are going to establish the world's first heliport uh, with infrastructure for electric uh, powered uh, uh, helicopters of this nature. This is a bold new vision on what we want to accomplish as a city. And now we are 
uh, we know how important it is to just also bring down the noise. And as I just learned, how far the noise can travel. Joby Aviation is in the third of five stages of certification with the Federal Aviation Administration and is already ramping up production of the aircraft. These aircraft are game changers because uh, they're dramatically quieter, uh, which means that we can put takeoff and landing locations in more places around cities like New York, uh, bringing uh, access to this, this uh, faster and more beautiful mode of transportation uh, to more and more people, uh, both uh, here in New York and around the world. We are ramping our, our manufacturing uh, capacity as fast as possible. We have our pilot manufacturing line in California um, already uh, sending out aircraft and we'll be, um, uh, we've announced that uh, we'll build, be building a, a larger facility in Dayton, Ohio uh, to continue to ramp that, that production. Thanks so much for watching. For more, head to tickernews.co. I'll see you soon. More right after this.